0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 583 of the Locked On New Year Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New Year Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On. From our good friends in Pacifier, you can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, I thought it might be a good time to sort of check back in with the Hartford Wolf Pack. We like to do that from time to time on this podcast. Obviously, it's a collection of guys who are just one step away from the NHL. Obviously, at this point in the season, with the Rangers just five games away from competing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I wouldn't really expect to see anybody called up from Hartford. But be that as it may, always a good uh, idea to check in on what's happening in the AHL with the Hartford Wolf Pack and what happening recently with the Wolf pack is not good uh, some of you probably already know what I'm about to talk about some of you may not be aware of this but the Wolf pack since March 12th have three wins 15 losses and one overtime loss you heard that correctly they have gone three 15 and one since March 12th uh, they now sit at 30 31 and six overall they are now second to last in the Atlantic division. And despite all of this, the good news is that the Hartford Wolfpack are still very much alive for a playoff spot. Despite this uh, utter and unforeseen collapse here, they are just three points out of the playoffs behind the sixth place Bridgeport Islanders. And they've got a good chance of getting in because 23 out of 31 teams in the AHL make it to the playoffs. That's the new format that they agreed upon for the 2022 season here. There will be five rounds of playoffs, and in all four AHL divisions, all but two of the teams will qualify for the playoffs. So all you really have to do, if you're the Wolf or really any team in this league, is avoid finishing either last or second to last in your division, and you will get into the postseason, which is kind of crazy. I've got mixed thoughts on that format to begin with. Uh, that's just making it way too easy to get into the playoffs. I mean, 23 out of 31, that's basically 75% of your teams, which seems a little nuts, uh, and I certainly wouldn't want anything like that for the NHL, but I will say this. I think a lot of NHL teams, when they've got their guys in these minor leagues, they want them to get a taste of playoff hockey, and I realize there's no substitute for the Stanley Cup playoffs, but... There might be a thinking here, and I realize the AHL can, you know, make these rules independently of the NHL, but there might be some thinking here, you know, the AHL collaborating with the NHL that they want their guys, they want their prospects, they want the guys who are one step away from being in the NHL to have as much of an opportunity as possible to get to the playoffs and have the experience of going through, you know, a professional hockey best of seven series series in the playoffs. Again, no substitute for the Stanley Cup playoffs, but this is obviously just one step away. That's my best guess as far as why any hockey league would allow 23 out of 31 teams into its playoff tournament. Uh, But as far as the Hartford Wolfpack... It's pretty surprising because Hartford's been a pretty competitive team over the last few seasons. I know last year was really strange because certain teams opted out of the AHL season. Others chose to keep playing. And in the Wolfpacks division, it was just them, uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, and their name escapes me, but the AHL affiliate of the Boston Bruins. I want to say the Providence Bruins. I, I think that's right. So it was just those three teams playing each other over and over and over again. And the Wolfpack had an entire season, and there were no playoffs, obviously, at least not in that division, uh, an entire season where they just continually played the same two teams over and over and over again. Uh, but, you know, overall, over the years, they, they've played pretty well. I would imagine that, you know, losing Johnny Brodzinski, who has been the Hartford Wolfpack team captain, losing him to the New York Rangers, also losing Braden Schneider to the New York Rangers. Schneider played very well for the Wolfpack and has uh, obviously... Mostly done a good job with the Rangers as well. That probably did not help the Wolfpack's cause, but still very, very difficult to figure out how a team that was basically just cruising along has now gone 3-15-1 since March 12th. But again, despite all of this, still very much alive as far as the uh, Calder Cup playoffs are concerned. Can you imagine a situation where this team goes 3-15-1 Finds a way to win their last handful of games, ekes their way into the playoffs, and then like goes on a championship run. Be pretty amazing. Uh, It's also worth pointing out that the Wolfpack has just three regular season games remaining, so we'll keep our fingers crossed that they at least somewhat right the ship here. I mean, winning two of the three games could possibly still get them in. Winning all three of them would probably get them there. We'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, just a pretty stunning collapse for the Hartford Wolfpack. I do want to spend a good chunk of today's episode, though, uh, continuing to talk about some New York Ranger prospects. We did that earlier this week. People tend to like the prospect episodes. I think a lot of fans enjoy getting updates on these Ranger prospects and just kind of seeing how they're doing with their respective teams and trying to figure out you know, at what point they might become a realistic option for the New York Rangers. And again, I would not look for anybody to be called up from Hartford uh, to the Rangers, you know, barring injury or any unforeseen other circumstance. I think the Rangers are certainly content to roll with the players that they have going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. When you look at the season that they've had and when you look at how they've played recently, there's no reason to... You know, do anything drastic, Uh, but you know some of these guys on the Wolf Pack could be in line to see time with the Rangers next season. Some of them might even be options for opening night, and we'll obviously cross that bridge when we get to it. But like I said, I want to talk about some more New York Ranger prospects, particularly a couple of players currently playing on the Hartford Wolf Pack, and we will get to that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes loss and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays, exclusively for our listeners. Head to shadyrays.com and use code LOCKED ON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKED ON for their best deal of the season 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses, backed by over 150,000 verified five star reviews. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so turning our attention to New York Ranger prospects, there was one guy that I definitely want to talk about that is currently playing for the Hartford Wolfpack, and that is Nick Merkley. He actually did not start this season with the Wolfpack or even in the Ranger organization. More on that in a second, but it is definitely worth pointing out that in 45—or excuse me, in 57— AHL games this season, Nick Merkley has posted 45 points, and that is good for second most on the Hartford Wolfpack. He trails only Anthony Greco, who has 57 points in 63 AHL games this season. If Nick Merkley doesn't sound that familiar, once again, the very likely reason is because he was not on the Rangers at the start of the season. He was acquired in a trade with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Merkley is 24 years old. He has previously played in the NHL, and is still obviously young, so I think it's still fair game for us to call him a prospect, at least uh, something of a prospect. He's listed as a right winger and a center. He was a former first-round pick by the Arizona Coyotes back in 2015. He went number 30 overall in that year's draft, 5'10", 194 pounds, and to date, Merkley has played in 41 career NHL games. One of those was with the Coyotes, which, again, was the team that drafted him. He also skated in 31 games with the Devils, and most recently, in fact, earlier this season, played in nine games with the San Jose Sharks. And in those 41 games combined, Merkley has four goals and 11 assists. So 15 points and 41 games, not an enormous amount, obviously, but not terrible for, say, you know, a third line type player and especially one who has played uh, very sporadically in the NHL. You know, though all his games have come in, you know, various stints with different teams here and there. Uh, he's also a minus seven for his career in the NHL, has averaged 11 minutes and 44 seconds of ice time per game, dished out 46 hits and has blocked nine shots. And what's crazy about this to me and I talked briefly about this, you know, during trade deadline day, but obviously our focus was rightfully on some of the bigger name players that the Rangers picked up at that time. You know, Frank Vetrano, a couple of games before the trade deadline, Andrew Copp, Tyler Mott, etc., etc. But the Rangers with Merkley, you know, you acquire a young 24-year-old former first round pick from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for Anthony Batetto, and for the life of me, I have no idea how Chris Jury managed to pull this off. I mean, again, so many of his other moves were rightfully uh, under the microscope on trade deadline day because the Rangers brought in a lot of other players who could and ultimately have helped the team right here and right now. But this was an under-the-radar great move by Chris Jury here because even if Merkley never pans out, once again, the fact that you got him in exchange for 31-year-old Anthony Potato straight up. It's inexplicable how the Rangers pulled this off and why the Sharks, a rebuilding team, would even consider making a move like this. Uh, Batetto has not played in an NHL game this season, either with the Rangers or with the Sharks, and only once in his career has he played more than 36 games in an NHL season. So I got nothing. No idea how the Rangers pulled this out. I almost feel like we had to talk to the Locked On Sharks guys about this and try to make some sense out of it, see if they can make some sense out of it. Because if I'm a fan of the Sharks, I'm wondering, okay, why in the world are we trading this former first-round pick for a 31-year-old veteran journeyman defenseman with absolutely no upside whatsoever? It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, But as for Merkley, since the trade, he has skated in 14 games with the Hartford Wolfpack. In those 14 games, he has five goals and four assists. He's also a minus seven in that time. And as far as what he did earlier this season in the AHL with the AHL San Jose Barracuda in 43 games with them, and of course, that's the minor league affiliate of the San Jose Sharks, Merkley scored 11 goals and dished out 25 assists. So he had 36 points in 43 AHL games with AHL San Jose. He was also a minus 11 for that team. Look, I know these aren't like stellar, completely eye popping numbers, but they are solid. And again, I have no idea how the Rangers were able to get a 24 year old former first round draft pick who, again, has produced solid AHL numbers in exchange for a 31 year old defenseman who has never really in his career ever stuck. On an NHL roster, it's completely inexplicable, at least as far as I can see from the Sharks' point of view. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm thrilled about it, because there's absolutely no risk here whatsoever, and all you did to bring in this guy, who again, former first-rounder, is give up Anthony Boteto. So... I'm all for it. It's a great move. And obviously, uh, he's off to a pretty good start with the Hartford Wolfpack as well. If the Wolfpack can actually make the playoffs, obviously, we'll keep tabs there. I mean, we're going to have our hands full with the Rangers in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But maybe I'll at least mention the Wolfpack in the Calder Cup playoffs uh, here and there. But uh, to me, again, very under the radar and rightfully kind of in the background trade made by the Rangers on deadline day with some of the other moves that they were making. But a really nice pickup. For the Rangers, bring in Nick Merkley, again, for just Anthony Potato, straight up. And we're going to get into a couple of other uh, New York Ranger prospects in just a second, particularly those uh, currently skating with the Hartford Wolfpack. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I just want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Somebody else that I wanted to talk about as far as New York Rangers prospects are concerned is Brett Berard. And Berard, you know, wasn't that high of a draft pick at all, really. They took him in the 2020 NHL draft. He went in the fifth round, number 134 overall to the New York Rangers. He's a left winger. He's got a lefty shot. And he's not the biggest guy on the ice. In fact, not by a long shot. Five foot nine, a hundred and fifty-four pounds, and he's somebody that even though, you know, again, doesn't have a lot of size, plays with some feiciness, and we actually got a chance to see that firsthand. During the World Juniors last year, Brett Berard was a member of the USA team that went on to win the gold medal. And in seven games for Team USA, he scored one goal, had four assists, so five points in the seven games was also a plus eight during that time. I can remember he was actually line mates with Bobby Brink, who we saw uh, skating for the Philadelphia Flyers the last time that the Rangers played the Flyers. And they both kind of have like a scrappy, in-your-face style. That line really clicked for Team USA during the World Juniors tournament, and uh who knows? Maybe we'll we'll see uh, Berard and Brink squaring off against each other at some point uh, in the near future here. Berard still is in college with Providence College in 36 games with Providence. He's got 18 goals and 20 assists for a total of 38 points in those 36 games. He's also a plus 10 with Providence. Providence, but obviously somebody who really showed well for himself in the World Juniors last year. He was actually going to play, or well, he did play on the USA World Juniors team this year as well. But of course, that tournament was canceled very quickly. So he only played in the one game and that was that. It was really unfortunate to see that tournament get shut down due to COVID concerns, but it is what it is. And uh, Berard, obviously, having another stellar season for himself with Providence College. So uh, somebody to keep an eye on, somebody that could very well, in due time, uh, outperform his draft status. Once again, a fifth-rounder, went number 134 overall to the Rangers all the way back in 2020. And since we haven't seen a ton of Berard in action, you know, those of us who watched the World Juniors last year got a little glimpse of him, but I might as well give you guys a scouting report from Elite Prospects, from their 2020 NHL Draft Guide, this is what they had to say about him. Berard packs high-octane offensive talent into a five-foot-nine package. He sees an opportunity to shoot, pass, or support, and he immediately acts. He's a dual-threat attacker with a bit of skill beyond the offense. He layers deception through false signals sent to the opposition with his eyes and through his body language. He works the puck through the defensive triangle. And so again, uh, just a personal favorite of mine, somebody that I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on uh, as he continues to progress in his hockey career. Getting back to the Wolfpack, though, there was a player that was undrafted, and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about him, because he's not somebody that shows up, you know, you Google top 10 best New York Ranger prospects, most promising New York Ranger prospects, whatever it might be. His name does not show up very often, if at all. Uh, But again, I want to give him a little bit of a shout out because he once again went undrafted and has outperformed his lack of a draft status, and that's Patrick Kodorenko. Khodorenko is a 23-year-old center, uh, 6 feet tall, 201 pounds, has a lefty shot, and signed his entry-level deal with the Rangers that started in 2020-2021. But he has a standout career in college, 143 games at Michigan State, scored 54 goals, dished out 66 assists, so 120 points in 143 career college games. And then with the Wolf Pack, he has skated in 86 games with them over the past three seasons. In that time, he's got 13 goals, and 24 assists. So he's up to 37 points in 86 games. And the vast majority of his games with the Wolf Pack have come this season. I mentioned that he has skated in 86 total games with the Pack. 63 of them have come this season. He's got 10 goals and 17 assists in that time to go along with a minus minus four. And again, these are not eye-popping, otherworldly numbers, but for somebody who, you know, again, went undrafted, it seems like he's kind of outperformed that, at least if you just go by points. I'm not sure if the Rangers necessarily see him as a big-time grade A prospect. And like I was saying, you know, when you look at these top 10 Ranger prospect, you know, lists that are out there on the internet. Uh, Very rarely are you going to see Patrick Kodorenko. But for that reason, partially, I want to talk about him at least a little bit here because he's had a solid season for himself uh, for the Hartford Wolfpack and You know, he's one of those guys, he got better with every single season in college. He seems to be getting better with every single season with the Wolf Pack. Obviously, the majority of his games with the Pack have come this year, uh, but be that as it may, uh, somebody that just always seems like he's improving. So we'll see what happens if he ever uh, gets to play with the Rangers, but somebody that I thought deserved a shout out because he doesn't really get noticed that much and he has had a solid season with the Hartford Wolf Pack. Somebody else that I definitely want to talk about on the Hartford Wolfpack is 20-year-old defenseman Hunter Skinner. He stands six foot three, 190 pounds. He was selected in 2019 in the fourth round, number 112 overall. By the New York Rangers, and he's somebody who actually also, in addition to Brett Berard, who we talked about earlier in this episode, he was also a member of the World Junior team that won the gold medal uh, last year. Unfortunately, he only appeared in one game with the USA during that tournament. I remember him being, you know, a healthy scratch for most of the uh, competition. So unfortunate that he didn't get to, you know, play in a few more games than he did but somebody who, uh, by all accounts, it sounds like the Rangers like. I mean, I know that they have kind of a logjam on the blue line right now. There's a lot of uh, excellent defensemen that are already on the New York Rangers that are locked up long term. And so whether it's Skinner or anybody else in the Hartford Wolfpack or wherever they might be playing hockey right now, if you're a defenseman, Going to be a challenge for sure to crack this New York Ranger lineup. Uh, But Hunter Skinner is now in his second season with the Hartford Wolfpack. He has skated in 47 games, has four goals and seven assists, and is a minus three on the season. And it looks like he has mostly skated in a top four role with the Hartford Wolfpack this season. Uh, Currently the top four for the pack is Nils Lundqvist and Zach Jones, who we obviously have seen play uh, a handful of games with the Rangers this season. Also Matthew Robertson, who we talked about in our last uh, Ranger prospect episode, and finally Hunter Skinner. Sounds like that's the top four uh, currently for the Hartford Wolfpack. And we'll see if and when he gets a chance with the New York Rangers. Obviously, listen, again, there's there's a complete logjam there, and there's a lot of really good, talented young defensemen gunning for those spots, and a lot of spots that have already been uh, claimed obviously by the players that are currently on the New York Rangers, but I would imagine Skinner will be given a fair chance going into next season just like everybody else will be as well. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But uh, Hunter Skinner obviously, uh, you know, carving out a pretty important role for himself in the top four with the Hartford Wolfpack. And then the last Ranger prospect that I figure we can talk about today is going to be goalie Dylan Garand. Uh, Garand has been playing with the Kamloops Blazers this season, and, uh, having an excellent year. He has played in 45 games. He's got a goals against average of 216, which is good for second best in the league. He's also got a save percentage of 925, which is the best in the league, and he is currently sporting a record of 34, 9, and 1 to go along with uh, four shutouts as well. So a really strong season. But just to back up for a second here, Garan was a fourth-round pick, went number 103 to the Rangers back in 2020. And this is his second straight stellar season with the Kamloops Blazers uh, last year. 18 games with the Blazers, Had a goals against average of 215, a save percentage of 921, three shutouts, and a record of 15 and three. He also, in last year's World Juniors, represented Team Canada, although he only appeared in one game. And... It doesn't show that he had a win or a loss during that tournament despite appearing in a game. And if I remember this correctly, I'm pretty sure there was one of those games in the preliminary rounds where Canada was just obliterating whoever they were playing, and they just uh, tossed Garan onto the ice for the third period. He stopped four or five shots, and that was pretty much that as far as his appearance in the uh World Juniors for Team Canada and then this year he also played at one game in the World Juniors before uh, the tournament was canceled. He won that game for what that's worth but uh, Garan, you know, listen, the Rangers as far as their backup goalie situation it's very fluid right now. There are a lot of different ways this could shake out between now and the start of next season. I still think that Alex Georgiev as a restricted free agent and with his desire to at least have a chance to compete for a starting job somewhere around the NHL I think he's going to end up getting traded and then you've got Keith Kincaid is an unrestricted free agent. Possible that the Rangers strike a team-friendly deal with him and bring him back as the backup to Igor Shesterkin next season. But Dylan Garand, you got to figure, he's going to be in the mix for that backup uh, goalie spot on the New York Rangers sooner rather than later. I mean, he's obviously played very well here and uh, obviously still very young, just 19 years old. But I think he at least has an opportunity. The door is at least cracked open for Dylan Grand to eventually become a member of the New York Rangers perhaps sooner than uh, some people might even anticipate. And I've got to... Scouting report here from Elite Prospects from their 2020 NHL Draft Guide. I'll read that for you guys as well, since a lot of us have not had the opportunity to see Dylan Garand in action all that often, but this is what they had to say about him. He moves laterally with both speed and precision, not overshooting his marks often, and recovering well when he happens to misread a shot or the play breaks down in front of him. When there's a scramble in front of the net, he's confident enough in himself that he doesn't try to fall on the puck either. He stays on his knees and gets into position. And so we'll see what the future holds for Dylan Garand. But yeah, like I said, I think sooner rather than later, you could see him uh, potentially in the mix to crack the New York Ranger roster. And again, he is still extremely young. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but uh, you got to figure at some point the Rangers are at least going to give him some consideration to potentially being the backup to Igor Shosturkin. I figure we could pretty much call it there for today, but I did want to leave you guys with a couple of quick Ranger stats to kind of illustrate what I've been saying about how they've been a much better defensive team since the trade deadline. I mean, on one hand, I don't think we really need stats to back this up because anybody who's been watching this team can tell they've been playing some great team defense since the trade deadline and since some of the moves that the Rangers made at the trade deadline. But uh, this is very, very uh, eye-opening, and it certainly illustrates uh, the feeling that we all have that the Rangers have been playing better team defense. So, since the All-Star break, the Rangers have been allowing 24.3 shots on goal per game. And before the All-Star break, they were at 32.2 shots on goal per game. They have also allowed fewer goals. They've given up just 2.14 goals since the trade deadline. They were giving up 2.51 goals before the trade deadline. And on top of that, offensively, they picked up their game as well. They are now scoring 3.50 goals per game after the deadline compared to just 2.94 goals before the trade deadline. So the Rangers have improved in just about every aspect of hockey. I mean, to me, the defensive numbers really stand out. And I realize Igor Shosturkin and even Alex Georgiev, they both definitely uh, have a lot to do with that. But you watch these games and the Rangers are just playing much better team defense overall, and that's awesome to see as the playoffs rapidly approaches. five games remaining in the regular season. Cannot wait for some Stanley Cup playoff action. Cannot wait to talk about it with all you guys as well. But that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY Y underscore @_Rangers. Thanks again guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to break down everything that happens between the Rangers and Islanders on Thursday night. Now, make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Rodine and Flip Livingston help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.